Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 174 for the week of April 23rd, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with two other awesome, awesome game industry experts. That's right. First off, it's John Yearworth. I am actually a student in game design. That's right. Expert, not student, expert. And Emmanuel Marino. I go to stuff. Yeah. Like E3? Sure. He goes to stuff and things. Should be a new store. Is that a store? Stuff and things. Nah. Stuffing things? Is no, that not, like no, build a bears? No, I, I don't from... I don't want to know what stuffing things does. No, never mind. Forget it's the build a bear. Sure. A ripoff store. Okay. Alright. Great. Oh boy. Um so last week we had a we had a great discussion on this podcast about uh, a new video game console. An RPG console. And I would like to direct everybody to our forum post for last week's show. You can find it. Go to rpgamer.com slash rpgcast. Click the Discuss link next to last week's show. Go to the very end of the thread, and you'll see an image from our very own Sarah McCarr. We've got concept art of the Colosto Wii. That's right. Dot hack virtual reality goggles, backpacks, slime controllers, vitality sensors, the whole nine yard. And it's just disturbing to see. I don't know where she found this, this wonderful model to put all the stuff on but it is fantastic yes 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 uh, yes noodle did actually make concept art for that you, you are not dreaming you could you feel free to print yourself <laughs> and upgradable processor and video card cartridges solid state drives upload games to the cloud hopefully that's all you're uploading to the cloud it is the colostoe <laughs> resident evil umbrella sold separately <laughs> Where did we come up with that? I don't know, but I love it. I love it. It's a great addition. <laughs> no, no. What you you're not going to regret clicking the link. However, according to Noodle, what you will regret is doing a Google image search for colostomy bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So, you guys going to pre-order this? <laughs> uh, if I um, if I ever you know get enough money, maybe. Apparently, real Resident Evil umbrellas need to be red and white, and ours is black. Oh, it must be. We should add in unlicensed Resident Evil umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Tengen version of Resident Evil umbrella. Oh. Um, okay. I'm sorry, guys. Thank you, Sarah, for making concept art. Oh, next up, we got feedback from Strawberry Eggs. Who? Uh, so, last in last week's thread. Somebody said, hey, these Pokemon all suck in black and white. I need some suggestions for my team. So we got a couple suggestions. I'm going to share it to just a couple of them with you because, you know, we're an RPG podcast and a lot of people who listen like to play Pokemon, and maybe you want some suggestions. So first up from Strawberry Eggs, we got Sandile slash Crocorock slash Crocodile. That's its evolutions. Make an excellent ground type, especially if you get one with the Moxie ability. Hey, I have one with the Moxie ability. I better evolve this thing. Uh, if you don't have Zerua, they make for great dark types, too. And I have to respond and say, I have a Zerua, and he seems really weak. Do you have one, Quinn? Uh, no, I haven't actually played Black that much. Oh, you don't have so. Oh, so I'm the only Pokemon player on the podcast today? Uh, yeah, I think so. Darn. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It seems weak to me. I must need to do something to make it better. Uh, water forms are tricky this generation she went with ducklet slash swana for a water type since there are very few <laughs> this generation they start out kind of puny but get decently powerful once ducklet evolves of course into swana though you may not need an electric type since you have a snivy uh but there's a blitzel 
and Zebstrika, which is Ze- Blitzel's evolved form. Next up, click suggest for psychics get Musharma and Reun- Reuniclus. Uh, they're both very good. The fossil Pokemon aren't bad. The water slash rock type fossil is powerful but slow, and it makes up for it with Aqua Jet. Um, Shaman in the chat room suggests that Zoroark, which is the evolved form of Zorua, uh, you need uh, a lot of TMs that aren't available until late in the game. So maybe that's why mine seems weak. Um, okay. And personally, I want to throw out a suggestion to take a... If you get a Rog and Rolla, which is just a great name, nice pun off Rock and Rolla, uh, but if you take that, and it's a little rock Pokemon with a Mohawk, because he's, he's a rock star, it's awesome. Just so punny. Take him, evolve him all the way up. Uh, his secondary form's kind of cool, and then he gets really strong. And then trade him with someone, and then get him traded back, or just trade with your friends and keep his. And he'll evolve to his third form. It's like you know the traditional rock form evolution of Pokemon games. Do that, and oh my gosh, it's really strong. <laughs> You'll love having a nice, strong rock type on your team. Okay, so... After our Pokemon recommendations, which my friends here on the show can't really help with, here's something I hope they can help with. Just Doug wrote in and asked the following really long and rambling question. So I hope I can pull this off. He says, Is it possible that the perceived lack of landmark RPGs in the current generation is due to more than fragmented community? I imagine back in the day you had the general division between tabletop, PC, Mac, console, 16-bit games... You'd have the Sega fans and the Nintendo fans in those days. These days, you could not point out just fans of any individual platforms and consoles, but individual developers and individual franchises, <coughs> tales, uh, and more. Western RPG fans, JRPG fans, Bioware fans, Square Enix fans, or even Dragon Quest fans, Final Fantasy fans, Kingdom Hearts fans, and so on, Nipponichi fans, Tales fans, Pokemon fans, Super Robot Wars fans, <coughs> and subgenres like SRPG fans, Action RPG fans, MMO fans, etc., etc., etc. Not to say people. Not to say that people have to be or are all pigeonholed into just a few mini fandoms, but you know, since many of us have broad tastes, but with the sheer amount out there in volume and diversity, and how divisive the overall RPG fan base seems to have become, isn't it possible that it has become the case that fewer RPGs come around that everyone can point to and say that's one of the greats? So I, ent- I entirely agree with his perspective because, yep. um, well, because I've even got a shout out on the question. So, so it's because we've gotten too. Um, too attached to our subgenres, it's our own fault. That's why we can't f- just find one that we really well, like. I think because when we were growing up, gaming was for us. All of gaming was for us. Okay. And it's not the case anymore, and we still kind of want to feel that way. And it's a good thing, though. I mean, well, so what if there's not a lot of stuff on the Wii that hardcore gamers want to play? So what if you're not into Japanese games? So what if you don't like first-person shooters? There's a hundred things you can divert yourself with that are all good and high quality. Well. What's keeping there from being a game that appeals to many many genres fans? I mean, we're still the same people we were. I, oh. I, I guess not. But we were like. What he about makes a, a good point? We were seven years old or whatever. Well, what about <laughs> new seven-year-olds? Couldn't there be a new RPG that appeals to all of them? And okay. then it's if just they're like, even playing RPGs. Well, why not? We were. First times change, people change. It's just. Yes, but, but but they're still humans, and you can still make something that appeals to lots of humans. So I, I don't see why... Yeah, it's cool. You mean lowest common denominator? Like, make a Terminator? Are you saying the games we liked as a kid were lowest common denominator games? 
I yeah. think those were the best. Those were the AAA biggest production value games at the time. So everyone found value in it because they had to, or else there was nothing else for them. No, I just think those were like the biggest showpieces of what was going on in the industry, and everyone looked to it, and there was they were, they were pioneering new things in gaming that other people weren't doing. You could argue the first-person shooter is that now in the West. But if you could find happiness with it then, why can't you find happiness with that style game now? Different expectations for different people now, growing up? Hmm. Different expectations from us? So we got picky. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. I want a game that makes sushi for me when I play it. That's my subgenre. Sushi satisfaction game. Well, wait, but then people can say oh, that sorry, there are but... games like that. Like Portal 2 is that game. It makes this... sushi for me? No. Oh. I mean, the game for everyone that everyone's raving oh, about. Oh, okay, okay. But not RPGs, really. Yeah, I guess so. Was... Oh, until the next Mass Effect comes out, unless what... you're not into that kind of game. What was the most recent broad appeal RPG? Mass Effect or Fallout New Vegas, right? Yeah. Okay. Dragon Age Two, all Western. I know. Games. Pe- I know people who would who wouldn't play those. They hate them. Yeah, and for them, the last big one was what uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Probably not Thirteen. There's a lot of hate on that one. Something like Valkyria Chronicles, maybe. Oh, Valkyria Chronicles Two. The first one, not the second one. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of hate on the second one because it was. Then what was the most recent one? Oh, I don't know. What Tales of Asperia? Um. Maybe. Call me crazy, but I also think that we have shorter memories now. So it's not like the game of the year. This is an amazing game this year. It's like, what's the hot new game this week? Or like this month? And last month it was uh, Trails in the Sky. Okay. Maybe there's just too many games for us. Maybe the problem is, when we were old, we all had a chance to try all these games. And a lot of people who would, who would skip a game now had a chance to actually try it and say, oh, I do like this. Now there's just so many coming out. We all try a different selection, a different subset of all the games coming out. So we can't all agree that we all like them just because we haven't had time or money to play them all. Honestly, it's, I, I feel the exact same way. Like, even if I wanted to play every single great, amazing RPG that comes out, who has time to play, like, an Oblivion and then a Fallout 3 and then a Fallout New Vegas and then a Mass Effect and then your second Mass Effect playthrough and then Persona 4 and then Persona 4 Portable whenever that comes out. And Ooh. then, oh, Persona 3 Portable just came hey. I should totally replay that. Are oh, those... and I, have, I need to replay Dragon Age and its expansion, Awakenings. Oh, wait, I need to play Dragon Age 2. Is uh, Persona 4 um, and Persona 3 maybe the most recent broad appeal? Or did people hate those two? Broad appeal what? Like Japanese RPG. RPGs? Yeah. Look, I, see, I, I, think, I think you, you say, when you say RPG, it's a little bit loaded. Because oh, when you okay. say RPG, you, you kind of mean Japanese RPG, don't you? Oh, I'm just a bigot like that, aren't I? No, no, no. It's just like you said last broad appeal, and then the first thing that came out of your mouth was... Do things need to have broad appeal? I mean, does it matter? No, it's just a discussion topic, really. I'll say, I mean, you know, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, does it actually matter uh, whether the thing has broad appeal or not? Hmm. I mean, you know, I'm like, what, one of only two people on staff, or three people on staff that play Super Robot Wars, and it has a very, very, very small but dedicated fan base outside of Japan. I mean, do I care? You know? Okay. Yeah, more power to you, man. I mean, it's your time, it's your money. Do with it what you want. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God, yeah, I have to do that. Mm. Thank you, Just Doug. That was a good topic. Uh, Silkdale then wrote in, 
Responding to my criticism and complaint about hunting gold skull tullas in Ocarina of Time being boring, uh, they say, because I can't, once again, I can't remember if Silktail's a, a guy or a girl. I always forget this, and I'm always <laughs> cold, and I feel embarrassed every time. I'm going to guess Guy today. He says, I wouldn't worry too much about finding many gold skull tullas in Ocarina of Time. There are 100 of them, but you only need half for all the upgrades. The rewards for getting all 100 is noticeably pointless. Oh, what is it? Like a mask or something? That stinks. Is it like a really big rupee bag that you don't even need because oh. that's you can't buy anything anymore? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think it is something like that. Yeah, nice. And right. it's like, why do you need all the money? Because you bought everything by that point. All right. So here's my favorite line. He says, "So just forget about them until slash unless you hear one. You can always find the rest afterwards if it still bugs you." Oh, Terrible pun. <laughs> I had to. I had to edit his post to emphasize that pun a bit more. All right, so, uh, although I guess getting them is slightly more important in Master Quest, seeing as half of the later dungeons are devoted to hiding them away, these dungeons would seem very short if you did skip them. <laughs> I, I did, and it was fine. I It was just refreshing to have a dungeon that was different hmm. after playing that game so many times when I was in middle school. I still haven't decided, though, if I just play it on my GameCube or play it on my uh, 3DS. Wait, why are you going to play it at all? I don't know. Because I feel like I should finish Stop all the Zeldas. Stop it. For who? So many for who, Chris? Because who then do I you have get, to play for? Because then I can play Wind Waker. What? Are you serious that you can't play you can't play Wind Waker because you have to play Ocarina of Time first? Because you need to continue the story oh, there's and, the, no and the amazing there's cliffhanger no at the end of Ocarina of Time? There's no story. <laughs> no, like, what are you waiting for? If you want to play Wind Waker, play right now. Nah, uh, it's it's better to start with the oldest looking. No, game. it's not. Forget because the, the, because then your expectations go up instead of down. Chris, remember that whole huge thing we just talked about about how there's too many games and there's not there enough time and yeah. and there's there's every like you can be satisfied in just your subgenre forever, like just playing WoW or just playing jumping from MMO to MMO. Yeah. You don't have enough time in the day. Just go play what you want to play and go have fun. Don't feel no. obligated to play anything. I feel so. Hey, come on, you work, you have friends, you have family, you have church, you have a podcast that you need to edit. Go. Oh, I better do that play right now. You what? don't want to play. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hmm. Plus, everyone gets really mad at us whenever you badmouth Ocarina of Time. So if you did play it, just to say... Nobody got mad. Nobody got mad last week. Have... Nobody got mad. There were oh. no angry posts. They was angry in this deaf chat channel. <laughs> oh, really? Well, forget them. What do they know? What What was angry? What? People in the staff channel, which means seventh. <laughs> Is that what that means? <laughs> <laughs> no, someone's like, girl, awkward enough time hate. <laughs> well, until I start appreciating it, I'm going to be hating on it. <laughs> and right now, it's really boring. Then the, if you're bored and, and you, you got your answer. Yeah, that, my answer is that it's a bad time, bad, uh, bad game. Yeah, go play Mass Effect Three. I mean, Mass no, Effect I need to finish like, Skies of Arcadia. Stop that! Oh, Stop how's Skies of Arcadia? That's what I, I want to hear. About. I didn't play it at all this week. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, oh, I love we'll that. You didn't even play games. You, that you, you suck, Chris. You suck. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna hate when you hear what I did play. All right, so I love. Chris yeah, I'm gonna play am games pro- enjoy. I'm gonna play games I find boring. <laughs> It's true. It's so true. It's like work. 
All right, so uh, the legendary Zoltan sent us in another clip, so why don't we give a listen? Hello, everybody. This is the legendary Zoltan here to tell you some things about them RP games. So, you've been playing a little Yggdra Union, and you're all excited about Atlas's new title, developed by Sting on the PSP, released in Japan, May 19th, and you checked out some screenshots, and you heard about the battle system, but what you didn't check out was the freaking pronunciation, and that's Gungnir. That's right, Gungnir. And if you would just listen to some European heavy metal, you would know that Gungnir is the name of a spear from Norse mythology. That's right, a big-ass spear with magical runes carved in its tip, which allow it to kill anything with a single strike. Now check this out. The father of the gods, Odin, was looking at it one day thinking, I wonder what would happen if I cut myself with it. And that's what he did. He used it to hang himself from the World Tree Yggdrasil for nine days, and instead of dying, he knew everything. And now you know everything thanks to me, the legendary Zoltan. Heaven I love us if he tries to make I love his, his uh, I love his He um, didn't he didn't callings. say anything about your RPG playing ass at the end though. I thought that was going to be his catchphrase. <laughs> I was so excited about it's that. All I know is this. Heaven yeah. help us if he decides to make his own RPG podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's going to kill. <laughs> He'll knock us off iTunes. <laughs> He's got to I think he he should join staff and just be on our podcast. That's what he should do. Raise the quality of this place around. That is now my favorite thing of the week every week that and um i haven't enjoyed like a segment of the show so much since uh the team rocket stuff like last year it was fun oh please send in the user segments i love it i love it i love it, I love it. legendary zoltan thank you good year he calls for bathrooms and now we got, like, good year does he say good year good year but good year good year i i can't do it right Gunnir. but uh, what? What? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, North, North, uh, Norse pronunciation being Norse pronunciation means it's just always incredibly difficult. Yes. Well, what I see, I what I was doing it last week, and what I will continue to do it because it's my new, it's my new duodeshim. It's my new duodeshim is uh, Gungnir because that's how they say it in the Japanese trailer for the game. So I will continue to say it, Gungnir. So uh, if you have a problem with that, please send in a user segment correcting me because they're fun. So uh, let's see. Next up, we got the news, and there's a fair amount of it this week, though not as much as last week. So, first and foremost, it sounds like Chrono Trigger is going to be coming out here on the PSN, assuming the PSN ever comes back up. Okay, I would say. So, actually, our first segment, so before we go into that, PSN's down. It's been down for two days, two and a half days. Uh, Somebody hacked it. What's up with that? What's the deal with PSN? What's the deal with PSN? So, why did I just do a Seinfeld impression, but with a Jeff Foxworthy voice? All right, so I don't know. Why did you do that? I don't know. (laughs) You might be a Seinfeld if, or... You might be a Seinfeld fan. Here's your sign. All right, so what... what, Oh, that's Bill Engvall now. Oh my gosh, I'm so messed up. So Here's your sign. Yeah. Okay, they hacked it. An, outri- an outside intrusion to the PSN. Doesn't that suck? Beep. Hmm. Hey, uh, so this is a particularly bad. Fermist is the- around. Why didn't he bring a headset and join us for the podcast this week? Grr. Everyone send hate mail to Fermist now. Dragon at rpgamer.com. Say grr. Be on the podcast more. Say it just like that too. Grr, comma. Be on the podcast more. So yeah. PSN got hacked. What's the deal? Uh, anybody know why? No. 
Anonymous says, wasn't us. Sony says, someone hacked us. We're shutting the thing down until we fix it. And what? Wild theories go. Yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah. So that's 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 kind of the story of the week. PSN was down, and until uh, like late last night, early this morning, Amazon Web Services were down for a couple days, which also sucked oh. for a lot of websites. You know, it was completely down all weekend, but they had enough. Uh, they they were smart enough to uh, to uh, find something to do with their audience. It was giant, oh, the entire Whiskey Media sites, Giant Bomb, and their sister sites. Yeah. What did they do in the meantime? They just live stream from like their phones an entire oh. like Mortal Kombat tournament. They did from a live show. Live. I think they used just like Ustream and they just hooked up a camera to their phones yeah. or something. Wow, why did they do it from their phones? They could have. Oh, just... I don't know. They probably used their computer or something. They could have. I mean, they don't need their website up for that. Hmm. You know what it was though? It's just because it says I'm live streaming from my phone. You get that little tweet. It's probably just their. <laughs> okay. It was probably just their cameras or something. Their so HD they... cameras. Well, maybe they had some special times with HD and some special times where you know people around the office were just using their phones just to keep. So in they live stream podcasts that were going to get posted later in the week. When oh, the that's sites cool! Back up. I had no idea they were doing that. I didn't see any tweets about it. Oh, they they had a big Street Fighter tournament where you can bet on who's going to win, and you would win a copy of Mortal Kombat, oh, like the, for great. the first ten people who <laughs> who guessed it right. That is fantastic! I, yeah, I don't see any of the live stream stuff in their Twitter feed. They must have forgot to tweet about it. Oops. That it just shows that everybody at Giant Bomb doesn't actually give a crap about Twitter. They just, uh, at least as far as their official account goes, they were just, they just. It's only tied to their RSS feed. They don't actually bother to yeah. post or. I, I heard about it from like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gersman? No, I forgot his name. He's the host of the Giant Bombcast. Vinny. No, oh, he's the video Ryan guy. Davis. There you go. I'm just saying names. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fun. Um, if RP Gamer ever goes down, we'll try to do the same thing. If. Well, we actually were down for like an hour or a couple weeks ago. A whole hour? Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, I know. It happens sometimes. Oh, well. All right. Gungnir. Uh, uh, what's our next story? Um, it would be pretty funny if uh, PSN was hosted by Amazon, too, and they just all went down at the same time. I know. I thought they were connected for a little while. I'm like, oh, they must be connected. But no. Was or hacking. I was thinking that Anonymous took both down because the guys on Tested Podcast, they badmouth Anonymous for <laughs> for, well, for, for for attacking Sony. Well, seriously, like, screw Anonymous. Here. I hate them in general. They're a rogue. I mean, they're they're no better than most terrorist groups, except they don't directly kill people. Like, screw you. Um, they indirectly kill people? Uh, I, you know, right now they don't, but there's nothing to keep them from doing it. And that's what makes them really, really scary. Rogue hacking organizations that are completely organized and just doing things that they feel are right with no checks. But Chris, they have a code that they adhere to strictly. Yes, but there's nothing that forces them to. And as they so as they said this week, there could be rogue anonymous people who are just doing stuff on their own. And when you get a bunch of angry nerds together, nothing good happens. But Chris, my portals, (laughs) your portals. I no my portals screw you guys my portals I can't play my portals on PSN I can't play co-op portal I can't get my steam achievements linked over it's totally a first world problem but I hate it anyway uh, <laughs> what's, the name, what's the name of that website the man who usually links 
Oh, white wine. White wine. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's a total white wine, isn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna go on right now. I got to see yeah. the PSN complaints. Yes. <laughs> and also, weren't you laughing at me last week about uh, you know you picking up the PS3 version of Portal Two and saying you had the uh, superior version? Did I Screw actually you, say I've that? I've already finished it. <laughs> yeah, I know. No kidding. I could finish it. Oh, you haven't played co-op though, have you? Yes, I have. Oh, you played through all of co-op? Not all of it. Oh. Jeez, that takes a while. I need to play through co-op with someone, and um, Reeton offered. Uh, Reeton Abdul. Long time podcast. Oh, wow, this person. is the worst white wine I've ever heard. Talk about first world problems. I need to go shopping too, but me mother is getting me another car, so I can't buy new clothes. Sad face. <laughs> My mother's buying me another car, so I can't buy new clothes. What? Yes, if you can believe that. I cannot believe that. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> hmm. All right, so, well, right, Chrono Trigger. So when PSN comes back online, at some point, they may finally put Chrono Trigger on it for uh, PSN and PSP release in the U.S. That's that's it. You guys going to play it again? Uh, if I hadn't bought the DS version, yes. The DS version is quite good. I've played through most of it. It's really good. I had so much fun just playing that and remembering how good of a game it is. If you're thinking that game has not aged well, you're wrong. Just give it a try again. If you've been, you're like, oh, I don't want to play it again. I might ruin my memories. No, give it a try. It's, it's really good. Uh, let's see. Oh, we too. So this is funny. Everyone's throwing these rumors around, and someone finally uh, cornered Miyamoto and said, hey, hey, is this new Wii 2 coming out? And he's like, don't ask. Quote, even when the Wii launched, we were developing new hardware. Work on the 3DS has already started. It's a matter of when we announce it. Please wait. Be patient until we decide. Which is, of course, true. They're always working on new hardware. As soon as the Wii was done, maybe even before the Wii was done, they were starting on new hardware and plans for the next console. I mean, oh, yeah, just, Nintendo's just always prototyping. Yeah. Always, always. I, I'm pretty sure all three are. <laughs> but I know Nintendo does, because that's just been how Remember, they do it. They had 3D working on a GameCube like yeah. seven years ago. Yeah. So, he's, so he didn't actually say anything. So this is a news story, but it's not really a news story. He said, yeah, we're working on hardware. We're always working on hardware. And... You have to wait for us to announce it. Could be this year. Could be 50 years from now. We don't know. Because he didn't say anything of substance. Uh, Mega Man Legends. Anyone play it? No. No. I played one or two briefly. I thought it was cool. Hmm. Let's see. What the heck? I'm trying to read this white wine you linked me and I don't understand. Oh, seriously, the whole point of a cloud network is the ability to instantly be available worldwide and never go down. So damn aggravating. Yeah. AICN is down due to Amazon Cloudflare due to a tornado attack. I was told the cloud could never go down. Titanic, anyone? <laughs> Via Harry Knowles of Ain't It Cool News, which is currently still down. <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> Except it's probably up now. Or just starting to get up now. Oh, Amazon Cloud. Mega Man Legends 3. So this is uh, something that's still happening. People thought when um, Keiji Yunofune left that it could hurt Mega Man Legends uh, 3, but it sounds like they are going forward, and they are releasing a prototype version when the 3DS eShop launches next month. So this means I'm, like, the only one who can play it on the podcast. Great. Uh, this is the first new Legends game, not for phones, since Mega Man Legends 2 came out in the year 2000, and they are they're holding um, feedback. So... If you 
Capcom is taking suggestions and voting about what people want to see in the game, and you can do it by going to... Where is the site? CapcomUnity.com slash devroom. Somewhere on there you can, like, there, do the voices or do the feedback and the and the votes and stuff, and you can get your feedback into the game. And I think they're gonna do the prototype as kind of a way for you to play it and see what you think of what they're doing so far. And of course, I'm sure it will be a moneymaker for them as well, which is kind of crappy. Here's this prototype. Play it and help us develop the game and uh, pay for it, right? <laughs> so whatever. Uh, but at least they're doing it, and you'll get some chance to try it out via download if you have a 3ds. See if you like it, and then uh, give them the feedback, and they can make the game better. Hopefully, does that what game do have like a time frame for release? Or I don't think so. Hmm. All right, so it's not this year then. The prototype version will be out next month, but that's that's all we know. It should be this year if they're iterating it on it quickly. Hmm. I don't know. So, Mega Man 3 Legends. Give it a shot if you're into it. I don't know that I care about it, but uh, I've heard good things. If it, if the, if it makes it to um, uh, Europe, I might give it a try, just because I'm not familiar the with the Legends series. You don't own, the, on the 3DS you don't own? Maybe. I don't know. Mm. As I say, I, if I get a 3DS... Mm. Mm. <laughs> you don't need to get a 3DS. Just buy a Wii 2. It does everything. That's right, it does. <laughs> you guys see the Penny Arcade article about Sony PSN. Oh, dude, I'm going to look at this right now. <laughs> it's not misogynist, is it? No, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, That's like the most common Canadian. Dear PlayStation, how come I can't play any of my games online? The next panel is uh, Kevin Butler. Online? More like yawnline. Single player is where the real action is. Why play with boring weirdo losers when you can play with yourself? I mean... It only does 80710A06, which is, of course, the error message you get when you try to sign in to PSN right now. So, And, of course, the title of the top comic is It Only Doesn't, because it's not doing anything right now. Yay. All right. Here's one for John. Tales of Zalia me- information, right? You know yeah. that? Yeah? Yeah. Totally. Totally. So there's, uh, let's see. Something changed about the chat system and the battle system, so I, I don't really understand it, though. Do you? Oh, well, the um, the new uh, chat system is... that Stupid article things. We've got one... I've, later on, I've got one from RP Gamer, if you prefer that article, too. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's just those damn bloody pages you get in entrance to a 1-Up. Oh, you hey, said continue, um, yeah. No, it's... Um, I'm actually already familiar with the system because uh, I think they put it in the um, uh, Tales of the remake for Tales of Destiny, which, which I own on the PS2. Oh, is that a Japanese-only one? Yeah. Oh. Um, but the other one apparently is, um, for a little while, or at least ever since they've started putting um, voiced, um, you know, be making voiced Tales games, um, they've had characters talk in combat. You know, okay. they've... Yeah. Um, but what they've now done is think is um, your characters will just idly chat to each other, like when you enter um, dungeons and the like, or oh, towns. Oh, when you're in battle itself. No, not not when you're in battle. I mean, um, like you walk into a dungeon and your characters will just make comments about okay. the plot or something. Well, here they that's, say they're adding like... battle chat, additional dialogue that plays based on what happens during combat, and short chat, short conversations that occur while the player is exploring without interrupting gameplay. 
So it sounds yeah, like that's, I was doing... mentioning the le- the second one. The first, oh, okay. the first one there is stuff that they've done before in in Tales. Okay. Yeah. Well, we needed to tell people here. This um, this period because this period had stuff like that. Oh, and they have long chat too, which is apparently the actual, which I think is just the uh, uh, the the name they're using for the um the old skits. Um, skits. Okay. Which of course everyone's familiar with if you've well, played a me. single Tales. Okay. If you've played a single Tales game, I you know played a are. demo. <laughs> I played a Tales of Vesperia demo. In Japanese, I don't know why. Yeah, why uh, did you do that? I don't remember. <laughs> it may have been in English, but on the Japanese PSN, I forget. <laughs> I don't remember anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Okay, Tales of Zillia new chat changes. Yeah, I'm trying to make that exciting, and it's only <laughs> really exciting if you're a Tales fan, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure to the Tales fans, it's exciting until they, you know, realize that. They still haven't announced a localization for it. Yeah. Hmm. Ragnarok Online. Which Wait, is the hits what? keep coming. Ragnarok Online. It's not dead yet. So remember they came out with a Ragnarok DS game, which was a single-player version of the game? They that did? Was, yeah, they did. Came out, uh, came was, that out released, was that released early 2010 in the U.S. by Exceed. Huh. I actually kind of want to go track that down. I'm interested if it was any good. I personally, I'd be half tempted to as well. It was, Ragnarok was one of my uh, early RP uh, MMO experiences. Probably not the best example of the Still genre. Still selling for twenty eight fifty two on Amazon. Hmm. What the DS game? Yeah, I don't even know if it came out in Europe actually, and I, I don't think it ever had a. Uh, I'm not oh. sure if it had a presence here or not. The so. characters here are way too detailed for Ragnarok. What's up with that? <laughs> Ragnarok is, is like the height of super deformed MMO. So why would you have all these details on your characters? Oh, I don't know if I like that art style. Anyway, so anyway, there's a new one for PSP. Because in Japan, the PSP outsells the 3DS, apparently. So I don't know how, but whatever. <laughs> the, Not entirely surprising. Yeah, so it's an RPG for the, for the PSP. Uh, it's called Ragnarok Hikari Tonyami no Kojo, something like that. Uh, makers are Apollo Soft and Chime, a pair of independent firms mostly composed of ex-staff from the Summonite creator's flight plan. <laughs> How's that for trailer references for you? Uh, mm. Published by Gung Ho, I guess, because, uh, you know, that's who does Ragnarok. And let's see, it will be, it's a strategy RPG. That's what's different. It's a strategy RPG, isometric um, view and all that. For, for Wait, a, a strategy for... A, yeah, a tactical RPG for Ragnarok on your PSP. Because PSP is like the system of tactical RPGs. That's <laughs> where they all end up. Speaking of which, did you ever beat Tactics Ogre? No. <laughs> I <Okay>. need to. <laughs> it got put on hold for Dragon Quest VI and Pokemon, which, neither of which have been finished yet. So it's done. Which got put on hold for Dragon, uh, Ghost Recon Shadow Wars and Portal 2. <laughs> Which will get put on hold next week for <laughs> for something else, I'm sure. This is how I get into trouble. I, yeah. What is next week? I have that in the notes somewhere. Oh, well. Uh, next week is Dark Spore. So, no, Dark Spore will not be distracting me next week. <laughs> oh, for shame. <laughs> uh, all right. So, here's, uh, here's the game that keeps causing me consternation. Zelda 3DS. Apparently, going to make it really easy if you can't solve those puzzles. So uh, they are going to uh, have bite-sized videos 
available in-game, providing hints to ensure you don't get stuck on the Ocarina of Time's puzzles while you're playing it in the 3DS version. So, uh, I guess, uh, yeah. So, it, it shouldn't be shoved down your throat. You should be able to choose whether or not you see them. And, in addition, if you're hardcore, you're the other direction. Like, I own Zelda Ocarina of Time in my sleep. I can just play an Ocarina with my butt and beat that game. Well, here's what you've got. Boss mode. Boss challenge mode. Uh, you'll be able to fight any of the game's bosses again if you want to just try it again and say, I don't want to lose any hearts this time. Or whatever sort of challenge you want to impose on yourself. Or you can fight all of the game's bosses in one continuous boss rush. So... It's like the Ketsui Black Label of Zelda. You into that? Any either of you? Is this going to make you do Ocarina of Time 3D? No, I don't know. Um, I think if I had a 3DS, which I don't, um, I would consider picking it up. But I, I think I still have a copy of the, um, uh, you know, the Master Quest, you know, the Master Quest uh, um, GameCube game that they gave you with um, uh, Wind Waker. I think mm-hmm. I'd have to go and check because if I still had that, then I wouldn't bother. Because, hmm. well, you know, what's the point? I've, I've already got it. So, well, because boss rush—that's what I'm asking. Is, is <laughs> boss rush boss... an appealing fe- feature to you? I don't know. No. Okay, that's fine. I don't just... know. I, I, it's just I, Zelda bosses. That I, I prefer doing them in a kind of you know the way you do them in story. You know, yeah. you go through the dungeon. There's a nice direction nice thing on that. The dungeon sort of builds up to it. Yeah, yeah. Boss Rush, I don't know. Boss Rush, I feel, is better suited for, um, you know, uh, like, shoot-em-up games and stuff. All right, I'm about that's to my, rant. That's my, just going to say, personal opinion on it. All right, well, if we're done with that, I'm about to rant, so get ready. Oh, God. Yeah, here it comes. So Final- Square Enix announced that Final Fantasy three, which they just re-released for the iPhone... We'll also be getting, and it's already out, an iPad version. Which costs a dollar more than the iPhone version. Two dollars more, and it's not, or well, whatever. Wait, two dollars more? Okay, it's fifteen ninety nine. It's a dollar more, and it's not a universal binary. So that's this right. Is if you paid 15 bucks for the iPhone version, you now need to turn around and pay another 16 bucks if you want the iPad version, which they didn't tell you was coming. You know what a lot of people are doing to, to rectify this is that... They, they understand that, okay, we have to do more work, study more work to do an iPad version. But because we're not, we're not totally uh, – I'm trying to be very diplomatic here. <laughs> but well, since we're de- generally good people, what we're going to do is we're going to make all iPad versions universal for you. But if you don't want to get an iPad version, you don't have one, we'll just give you a cheaper iPhone-only version, which I find a lot more acceptable. Well, but if you do that, the iPad version should come out first, I think. Oh, and the uh, people like World of Goo and uh, and Sword and Sorcery did exactly that. But World of Goo's five bucks on the iPad. I can handle that. This is fifteen each. It's oh like, yeah, you're absolutely right. For an, an uh, old uh, game that isn't very good. <laughs> if Sword and Sorcery can do it, which is like the the darling of of the i the iOS world right now, if they yeah. can say, hey, we're gonna give you the micro version for really super cheap wait, on the wait, iPhone, they and- made a universal update. Yeah, and they're going to sell a micro version just for iPhones only if you oh. want this super cheap version. Okay. They're doing what World of Good did. Okay. I didn't and, I, oh. and like I said, if the, if the industry darling right now in the iOS space is doing that... You what know, I kind of don't like that, though, because there's a chance you'll be browsing on the store and not realize there's two versions. 
No, that's true. That is true. It's kind of confusing. Why not? But at the just same time, they're rewarding their early adopters by saying, thank you for supporting us and allowing us to release an iPhone version. I, I don't here's like this the idea iPhone that the free. iPad version costs that much more to make. I'd rather just be like, here's your game, and it works on everything. Just it play it already. You're uh, like a... Uh, but not many people do that. I can only think of like one high-profile title that did that recently, and that was um, Infinity Blade. Even PopCap does the double dips. Well, PopCap is that's they make a career out of double dipping. They port a new version out to every platform. Don't announce it till after the first, the last one has come out for a month, and then they say, "Okay, now we're going to port it over here." And they make you wait, and then they release it, and you buy it, and then they wait a couple months. Okay, now we're going to port it over here, which is where you wanted it in the first place, but you didn't know they were going to bring it over there. You know, you know. What I think, I think Square Enix is eventually going to learn the hard way. Well, Square Enix DLG. Are you sure? Because they keep topping the sales charts. I don't think they're going to learn anything. We're rewarding them for it. So I'm gonna, right, I'm they, gonna jump the gun all- here. This is my avoid for the week. Avoid the iPad version of Final Fantasy III. Don't give them the satisfaction and say, screw you guys. I'm not buying this crap till it's like ninety nine cents. Speaking of which, here's my pick. Early pick of the week. Oh, everything that EA has ever made. Even though they double dip, is ninety nine cents right now this whole weekend. That's right. So go pick up Mirror's Edge. Go pick up Dead Space, which has an original story that ties into. Uh, Dead Space. But that's go. only on the iPhone, Manny. No, no. Even the iPad version is ninety nine cents. Not for Dead Space. I was told it was. Because okay, well I'm gonna look for it right now. We'll find out. But I'm just saying, now's your chance. Oh, Dead Space for iPad, ninety nine cents. Okay. Sweet. Now I'm buying it. So, you know, I can forgive if you have two different versions if both versions cost a dollar. Me too. Me too. I'm, I'm totally okay with that if they're like both. Uh, one to four dollars, I, I understand. But 15 for an old game. Like a brand new game, and that's one thing. But uh, yeah, and I got double charged. It's just, if you had told me it was coming, I would have waited, bought the $16, been happy to give you $16 for a I wish people really game, would have right? dollars. And not reward this kind of behavior and say, you know, sort of say like, hey, look at Infinity Blade. It was cheap. They're giving us tons of free updates and support. Whoa. It looks pretty. And this is like the new standard. Even people like World of Goo, hey. they release an iPad version first. But they say, hey, thank you for supporting me. Here's the iPhone version free. Hey, so there's one game EA has that's not 99 cents, and it's NBA Jam. You know if it's any good? Um, I hear people like it, but... Why well, would never buy anything EA right now? Because there's going to be another holiday three months down the line, and it's going to be 99 cents then. Thank you for saving me some money. Well, remember Dead Space? Was everyone saying, like, you got to play Dead Space, you got to play Dead Space? Yahtzee but that was is like, also $5. What the hell? Yahtzee. Kiro, because it's fun and on the go. That's why you would play NBA Jam. Need for t- Speed Hot's Pursuit, nine ninety nine, not 99 cents. Well, I think they're newer stuff. I th- would you really want Chris Monopoly maybe a- for ten dollars? Really? Newer Mirror's stuff? Edge and Dead Space. Snood for hi- iPad? I don't know. What do I want? Tell me. That Mirror's again. Edge and Dead Space. Those are like the uh, highest quality. Yeah, I already ones. have Mirror's Edge, and I just Did bought Dead like Space. Um, I haven't played it yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Why is there a question? These- a, a question? A question I've got to ask here is someone who doesn't do um, like iPhone gaming and stuff. I, why would I play like the iPad or iPhone version of Mirror's Edge when I've got a oh, perfectly good? It's a different, if it's a different game entirely, completely different game. Actually, it's a better game because it's a side scroller that you just with very intuitive swipe up, swipe down, swipe side to side. I mean, it's it's a running game, right? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it is basically a running game with a nice rhythm to it, and it actually fits better in the Mirror's Edge universe than free-running and falling down the cliff over and over again face-first. Hmm. It's like Cannibalt, but pretty. <laughs> cannibalt, but pretty. There's your hook. I like it. Rock well, Band Reloaded? It's more to do. <laughs> I wonder if iPad's any... Rock Band's any good on iPad. Hmm. With 35 free songs. Someone needs to tell me if it's any good on the iPad. Three bucks. I couldn't tell you. That's okay. Madden on the iPad. What do you think? Madden? Madden. Oh, you, right. Guy? Who plays Madden? No, I'm not. I actually well, thought I one of the old Madden, Madden was. But it's 99 cents, so I oh, should be a Madden guy, right? Uh, the new Tiger Woods is worth it. And there's even like a mode you can play on Facebook where you can uh, compete with your friends to get closest to the pin. The Tiger Woods 12, if you're interested. Oh, that's kind of cool. Golf on the iPad? Is that actually on the iPad? Okay, I'll check that later. And, uh, Quinn, are you playing a WoW right now? Yes. <laughs> I can hear by your clicking of your keyboard. <laughs> You're pounding Sorry. the DPS button. <laughs> yeah, I'm pounding the DPS button. <laughs> Go! Kill it all! Kill it all! Pretty soon we'll be thinking, we'll assume he's playing Diablo 3. No, but that'll be... That would be quite a break for me, considering I've already gone on record saying that I wasn't that interested in Diablo 3. Oh, really? All right. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Our next story, guys. Threads of Fate. This is a game I never played back in the day, uh, so I'm afraid I don't know much about it. Uh, I remember hearing about it, being interested, and just not having time for it. So Threads of Fate coming out, uh, probably out already. No. Do we have a date? We don't have a date. This week. Oh, so it was supposed to come out this week, but then PSN went down. So it may or may not be up. Five ninety nine when PSN comes back up. Threads of Fate Action RPG for the PlayStation Network. Originally for the PlayStation 1. I never played it, did you? Uh, Threads of Fate? No, I didn't. Right. So no discussion on that game. <laughs> How about Deus Ex? Care about some more collector's edition for that? Oh, I would care if I lived it- not in America. Okay. Yeah, I think this is, again, uh, evidence that Square Enix Europe produces better special editions than Square Enix America. Ooh, chat room has info for us on Threads of Fate. Said, looked pretty, played like Mystic Quest. Mystic Quest didn't play badly, so I'm okay with that. Um, I thought it was an action RPG, though, and Mystic Quest was turn-based, so that's kind of confusing. I didn't realize Threads of Fate was turn-based. Um, oh, in simplicity. Okay, so it's a simplified action RPG. That could be boring. All right. Threads of Fate was up before PSM went down. Sweet. Both are action. No. Mystic, oh, yeah. Mystic I Quest this game. is not action. Oh, what are you talking about? All right. No, so it's we were saying... challenging memories of Mystic Quest. I have to go prove that. I don't know anymore. I give up. I give up. I, I don't want to remember Mystic Quest that much. So... <laughs> Random jumping and sword use. That's right. <laughs> All right. So you were telling me. Oh, you were telling me about the super super Deus awesome. Ex, I didn't even mention that. So you you jumped it on me. So check this out. A regular and augmented edition is what we're going to get for Deus Ex: Human Revolution, right? Square right. Enix Europe and Australia, because apparently Europe is tied to Australia somehow. I don't. It's because uh, Australia is part of the PAL region. Has been for years. Oh, okay. They're going to put. Why out- I was able to. It was why I was able to buy uh, uh, like Australian GameCube games, and they would work on my uh, English GameCube. Okay. So. So they don't say what the co- edition is called, do they? 
It's the human collector's edition. Just collector's edition. It's very limited uh, for in time and quantity. You will get an exclusive box design that's numbered, the game, an exclusive bonus DVD featuring 44 minutes making of video, game soundtrack, motion comic, E3 trailer, and animated storyboard. You'll get a 40-page art book. You'll get additional in-game content of some weapons. Basically all the DLC from all the various retailers. Oh, okay. All the the pre-order DLC. And yeah. you will get an Adam Jensen figurine. Not no 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 not figurine action figure. And I make I make the distinction because well, the, the, these action figures are made by Play Arts Kai, which is like a, the Square Enix uh, division of uh, they're sort of their action figure division, and they actually are making some of the best action figures right now in the market. Better than NECA, better than uh, much better than DC Universe. The whole the what's it called DC Unlimited line. These, these Play Arts Kai figures are so good that other companies come to them like. Like they're uh, Square Enix is making Halo Reach, Play Arts Kai, Assassin's Creed. Are you Creed. sure it's not Kotobuyakaya actually doing these? Probably, but it's under like the Play Arts Kai label. Okay. Maybe it could, it could be, you know, honestly, yeah. it could be that the Square Enix bought them or something. Someone would probably know better than. No, it's, I, w- I think I would probably notice if Square Enix bought Kotobukiya. But yeah, so but, that is- okay. I said it wrong apparently, but the. <laughs> I, I thought it was them doing it for Square Enix because why would Square Enix be good at? Making all these figures and then license all these other ones out to Kotobukiya. You know, if they do though, it's still the the, the that line, the player's kind line, has established itself as a, a high quality as a high quality line. Well, I like just I said figurine because the sheet that the the promo sheet says figurine on it. So oh, no, apparently no, no, it's no, no, action I, figurine. It's right. because I'm actually really excited about. It. I mean, the player's kind figures generally range from forty to like one hundred and thirty dollars, depending on how complicated it is. And okay. If you saw their their Halo Reach or their Metal Gear Solid, especially the Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker line, they were fantastic figures. These, amazing. Honestly, these look like the Final Fantasy XII figures I have from Koto Bukaya, um, and I can't say it right. But let me see. If you well, want, I'll quickly Google the Player Kai history. Yeah, well, eh, probably doesn't matter. I'm just saying, um, if they're anything, if they're better than what I have already, what I already have is like pretty freaking awesome. So if these are even yeah. better. This is great. I really want that Jensen figure because based on their history and what they've done before, I, and I'm also expecting this collection edition to be expensive because that figure no way costs anything less than $40. Mm. So it's like mm. half the cost of the game alone. So apparently, well, I know, people, I know people who are willing to pay uh, good money for if they come with high-quality figures. Oh, so. the player's guys like the best. They're, I, I remember at E3 they had them all behind glass, and their Halo Reach guides are like these are like eight-inch figures, ridiculous articulation, really impressive stuff. Well, I think playouts were also the people responsible for that uh, Lenith, that massive Lenith one we've got downstairs that costs like two hundred quid. Um, no, that is not play arts. That is that is a that is a statue from. <sighs> Darn it. <laughs> Never mind. I, I, <laughs> Valkyrie profile, Lenneth statue. See if I can figure out who did that. Sculpture. All arts. I know is yeah, it's so, yeah, it's Kotobukiya. Yeah, oh, it wasn't Kotobukiya. Yeah, Never mind. They made. So, I mean, because they made the statues I have for Advent Children. So I have to ask Quinn: Are you going to buy this as the only one who can on this podcast? Um. At the moment, I, I say I, I was quite. I'm quite a fan of um, Dusex, so I'm kind of inclined towards it. But it kind of depends on finance. They didn't situation. say. What, they did not say how much it will be. You know, I, I yeah, bet it won't be anything need, more than 130. Really, it won't really, be more than 130 dollars, Quinn. What do you think? No, no, 
<laughs> I know that's you laugh, but that's like it seems to be like the well, upper ceiling for super collector's editions. Bear in mind that, um, like for example, when I bought, um, uh, it was Shogun Total War Two. I got the uh, the version with the chess set, which is not you know not up to like play arts quality, um, but it's. Um, I don't know. I got that for fifty quid, which is what seventy, eighty dollars, or something. Mm-hmm. Which is not bad for a Clex edition like that. I don't know. It's just when I think when I hear the name Play Arts, I just think, oh, I want that, but it's going to cost me. Like, oh, like have you guys checked out their latest uh, uh, Peace Walker figures? That I just, just want to show you this real quick. Like the Master Miller alone. Okay. The Master okay. Miller? Oh, right, Remember? that Master Miller. Yes. Before he was replaced, right? Yes. Um, sweet. Sorry, I'm still buying 99 cents from EA. 99 cents <laughs> app from EA. There's a Everyone's blue distracted. game? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What game will you buy now? Um, I just bought um, Tetris for iPhone because I've never paid the the premium for Tetris before. And I was looking at Tetris for iPad, but it's $8. No thanks. So I, I bought Command & Conquer Red Alert instead, because even if it sucks, it's only $0.99. Cents. <laughs> oh, maybe I should pick that up. <laughs> That's on iPad, at least. I don't know if it's on uh, iPhone. Hmm. Oh, fun stuff. By the way, top paid iPad apps right now? Dead Space. Of course. Yeah. You know where they do these big sales is so they can pump up their numbers back up really high in the charts and then revert it back to its normal price and have people buying it at full price again. All right, I'm, screw it. I'm tired of seeing this game Max and the Magic Marker and not knowing what it is. I'm buying that too. You don't remember the kids, the children's book series? That's a kid's book? Yeah, no, it's I a very famous kid's book series, Max and the Magic Marker. Oh. It sounds vaguely familiar, actually. Oh, there's an HD now. version of Inspector Gadget. Yes. Get <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, it's a good app. Leave me alone. That's a good app. Inspector Gadget. All right. Oh, you're right. I was thinking Max. I was thinking, what's the name of the purple crayon is what I was thinking. Mm, okay. That's weird. There's a lot of Facebook apps that are paid for iPad that I'm sure are not paying licensing to Facebook for using the name Facebook. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. I'm done with that. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. No more iPad stuff. All right. Next, next story. <laughs> Prototype. Oh, we already covered it. Uh, next story. Next story. Harvest Moon. Tale of Two Towns. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Sam isn't here. Yes. Alpaca. So check out what you get. Yeah, if you pre-order uh, the new Harvest Moon, you get an alpaca. And it's a very adorable alpaca. And they I really need to consider... animals they've ever done. They need to consider just selling these things on their own because... Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. You would buy the alpaca? I, it, hmm, I don't know. But a lot of people would, wouldn't they? Like, these, these, these Harvest Moon creatures are very in demand from the RPG community and the Harvest Moon people. Even people don't play the games. They just want all the little, the little creatures because they're so adorable. There should be a market for this stuff. You, you know, that's kind of like... That would be my dream business to start right now is just selling uh, video game collectibles. To just start a U.S. site for selling all that stuff, and we get all the good stuff in. Make a deal with Netsume and say, "All right, we'll 
we'll fund creation of more of these things and we'll keep selling them and that sort of stuff. And, uh, all those pre-order bonuses you get that the Adam Jensen figure we'd put in a special order, get more of those for release in the U S that sort of stuff. That's kind of a business dream I have. What? That kind of ruined the game for me because now when I'm playing the game, I'm thinking, man, I wish I had that figure. figure. He could help me out while I was playing. I'd look at him and go, come on, man. All right. (laughs) I wish. Cyberpaka.com says Kiro. Or (laughs) Funetman says I should call my site Game Swag or Swag Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I think you you might get Swag is better. Game Swag would probably work. That's that's not a bad idea. Wait, how are we going to do digital distribution? We're not going to do digital distribution. In fact, what I'm doing is trying to make it so you can feel okay about buying the digital version of the game because we're going to try and get the collectibles um, for you so you can buy them separate. <gasps> so that means someone at GameStop won't be seeing my pre-order bonus that they guaranteed me? If I succeed. Okay. Because <laughs> I was guaranteed a pre-order bonus six months ago. <laughs> yes, that's true. Oh, that's our last story of the day. Wow, really? Oh, yeah, that's it. Nothing going Fast on this show. week. Unless there's something I'm missing, other than PSN going crazy and Amazon Web Services going down. Um, I can't think of anything that we missed. So let's talk about our reviews. First off, we, you know that 360 version of Divinity 2 that everyone was looking forward to because um, Atlas has done a fantastic job of marketing it and making it look like, oh, I need to play this game because it's from Atlas and it, whatever Atlas says is good is good. Uh, Adrian uh, put a review up. Three out of five. So average... So that's that's a, you know that's better than the the first 360 version of Divinity 2 got oh, definitely. He says mind reading is unique and enjoyable. There's excellent writing and voice work. It's a lengthy quest for a budget price, and that's true. It's like an 80 hour game for 40 bucks. Uh, but there are major balance issues. The dragon form is nowhere near as cool as it should be, and there are very long load times, which is unfortunate. Hmm. So is this this comes with a fancy soundtrack, right, and everything? Uh yeah, yes it does. All right, all. I know some people game. buy games sometimes. If you just buy for it early, if you buy it early, you get a free art book as well. It, um, it was in the first run of the games, so even if you didn't pre-order it, you might still be able to get that art book depending on where you go. So go go to your retailer and see if they got it. Divinity Two: Dragon Knight Saga. Oh, there goes my pick of the week. Really? Oh, sorry. I was just checking online for something I was going to recommend to people. Oh, okay. sales over. Oh, I feel bad. I missed it too. Oh, that your Amazon sale, I bet. It it was an Amazon sale. It was a Borderlands Game of the Year edition on all cons. Every version was uh, t- less than twenty dollars. See, I wanted on PC for like five. No, wait, wait, wait. Amazon still has it as nine listed for nineteen ninety nine, but it ships in one to three weeks because everyone jumped on that deal. <laughs> Uh, we've got one more review to hit first, and it is uh, Whisper of a Rose. This is the RPG Maker game we were talking about last week. I, think, oh, I was about right? to say, I thought Seal made an RPG for a second. Why? Is that a Seal album title or something? No, it just sounds like a Seal song. Uh, oh, it was Kiss by a Rose. That's what it was. So the story is one shining aspect. The soundtrack's good for a low-budget title. Fairly decent graphics for an RPG Maker game, but massive frame rate issues. Battle system is uninspired, and there's bugs Bugs, bugs. So you, a, how, sorry, sorry. How exactly do you get how do you get um, frame rate issues in an RPG Maker game? I mean, seriously. That's why he gave it a low score. <laughs> well, and why is it buggy? You would think it's just like it's like saying Little Big Planet's buggy when you drag and drop pieces in. 
I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Now, is this the one... I was watching... I thought last week we were watching a video of an RPG Maker game that had, like, cutscenes and stuff. Like, uh... I didn't understand how it worked. But it doesn't look like this is one of those. I can't remember what game that was now. We cover too many indie games now. I can't keep them all straight. Alright, so this one's, like, five bucks or whatever. And, uh, apparently not very good. You know, for for being as bad as he says it is, he still gives it a two and a half. So it's like really close to not being bad. All they need to do is fix those bugs, I guess. And then he'd really like it. So maybe they'll patch it. So keep your eye on it if you're interested. Because if they patch it, I bet you that will make it feel a lot better. So keep an eye on it. Also, Kira says RPG Maker games are super buggy. The scripting language is trash. You can do all sorts of stuff, cutscenes, action, all that. But the language is super basic. That's only 0.5 higher than what I gave TLR. The Last Remnant. Uh, oh, are there RPG Maker games that have, like, 3D graphics? I don't think... I don't know. I, I, I'm not, not a This big is not one of RPG them, Maker or at least games, 3D so. cutscenes. Because that's what I'm remembering. I saw some indie game recently that had, like, 3D cutscenes, and I didn't understand how they were doing it, because it's like, you usually don't see that. Hmm. Okay. Whatever. Game of the Year Edition, thirty four ninety nine. Manny. I don't know where you've seen it for 20 what, what version do you want? Game of the year. I know, but I mean, what console? I mean, what platform? PC. Oh, digital download, $15. There you go. Oh, huh. that's right. Amazon's selling their own stuff now, right? Yeah, I forgot about that. Hmm. See, the problem is I bought Borderlands for like $3, but it didn't come with the DLC. Oh. So I'm trying to figure all out right. the cheap way to get all the DLC. And I think I need to just forget it and just play the game and be done with it. Because I really want to enjoy that game, but I probably don't need to play all the DLC, even though I'm told the DLC is some of the best part. So I don't know what to do. That's my struggle with Borderlands. It's my same struggles with Mass Effect 2. I just want a cheap way of buying just the DLC. No one will give it to me. Oh, well. Well, you do have plenty of people to play with. Uh, what's it, uh, uh, G-Dog Tuck has his uh, Borderlands group that they're running every night. Yeah, and I heard somebody else was about to start playing it. I don't remember. Yeah, and if anyone wants to play on 360, I'm I'm ready to go. I hear 360 is a really good way to play that game. So you should you should have fun with that. So Manny, uh, what's your pick for the week? Just that? Uh, yeah, I was just gonna I was gonna recommend those those EA iPhone titles that are all 99 cents. Yep. And that you can pick up Borderlands for 360 for twenty dollars. I mean Borderlands Game of the Year Edition for 360. For nineteen ninety nine on Amazon right now, but of course because everyone wants it, it's a <laughs> you'll get it in one to three weeks. <laughs> see, I don't see it for for nineteen ninety nine. Where are you? Oh, uh, you have to go in the list of more buying options. Oh, okay. So it's not from. All right, I get it. It's not the Amazon version. It's a competing retailer on Amazon. Yeah, Sweet. sold by like some depot or something. Twenty eight twenty four on PS three, <laughs> and fifteen dollars digital download for the Game of the Year version, which is kind of cool, right? 28 if you want a box. See? That's why you shouldn't want boxes. Digital distribution, man. All I want is a code. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm looking forward to finally playing this. I, I figure now is a great time. There's a little bit of a lull leading up to E3. I wish I could play it well, with you on PC, with you on Xbox, but oh well. I'm surprised there isn't cross-platform playing, but oh well, maybe next time. That's why I was so, so excited about Portal 2. 
because it was having cross-platform play. <laughs> of course, the platform has to work. Yeah, the platform has to work, doesn't it? Um, that brings me to my picks for the week. Uh, the most thing I've been playing all week long, um, until PSN went down, was Dungeon Hunter Alliance. We've been playing the crap out of that game and having a wait, lot wait, of fun Wait, wait, didn't you say it. this game was mediocre or something? Yes, but the playing it with lots of people makes anything fun, and this game is included. So I got to give this game props for giving me the chance to play with other people, and we have had so much fun playing this game this week um, and leveling people up, and uh, G-Lancer's been playing with us, and Michael, or Firemist, and Nyx, and, and, and Paws, all of us playing. It's been really, really fun. Uh, the game is still crap, but the multiplayer works, and it's been fun because it works. So, uh, gets a, at least a 3 out of 5 for that. Um, so, we have not finished it yet, though, because, uh, you know, PSN went down. So, we kind of lost out on the nights when we could have finished it. So, who's your team? Who are you playing with? Um, me, Anna, Sam, and uh, either Michael or uh, Lewis, who's either Firemist or G-Lancer. And you'll have headsets, I would imagine? Uh, we're Skyping separately. We don't use the oh, Bluetooth right. built-in. <laughs> PSN voice chat. It really works. Yeah, it only does nothing. Um, so Wait, does this type game, this game have voice chat? Yeah, it does. Okay. The, oh, there's a great promo video for it on the PlayStation blog with like the most crappy scripted chat conversations people are having with each other. I'm going to use my magic. Uh, it's just really bad. <gasps> Watch out for the troll behind you. Basically. Whoa. <laughs> So basically, it's just a flashback to how uh, advertisers think people play video games back in the eighties. Yes, it is actually. I the graphics are lazy, some terrible adverts. So. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible adverts. Yes. So, <sighs> you know what I missed was uh, actually some point last week, Borderlands Game of the Year edition was really cheap on Steam for like. Friday night to Saturday morning, and I missed it. I feel so bad. I need like a, I need like App Shopper, but for Steam. Or like, isn't there like a Twitter feed or something you can get like Steam sales on the ready? Yeah, I guess, but I need an alert. I need someone to say, "Hey, you stupid guy, go buy your game." No, okay. Well, no, I, I agree. I just who's gonna do it? <laughs> yeah, the other thing I've been playing is making lots of progress on. Oh, I'm out of disk space. I bought too many games. Um, <laughs> that's a problem. I actually can't buy those extra games on my iPad. I have to delete stuff. Uh, yeah. The uh, other thing I've been playing is Ghost Recon Shadow Wars, making progress on that. That game got more fun for me when I decided I'm just going to play uh, a mission a day. And it's, it's actually um, getting more and more fun as I play it. Uh, it's still not a high-tier... Uh, strategy RPG, but it's good enough. And uh, I still don't see any coverage up of it on our site, even though it should be. But, uh, oh well. Hopefully they'll fix that. We kind of need a review of it. In fact, I'm going to harass Omega. Where's the Shadow Wars review? Is he even playing it? Oh, he owns it. Okay. End tag of harass. Yes, there we go. <laughs> All right, so let's see. That brings us to John. Mr. Um, worth. what do you have for us today? Uh, Portal 2, funny enough. Hey, Portal 2, someone said it. All right. Yep. I've someone already, can actually I, play it. <laughs> yeah. 
um, yeah, basically, uh, the, the, the long and short of it is um, basically Portal 2 is, is game of the year and everyone else should stop trying. Oh. Is it Mass Effect 3 coming out this year too? It, it's not going to be good enough. It just... It's not going to be good enough. I refuse to let I refuse to let any other game be good enough. Portal Two Game of the Year. It's so Simple good, life. it's going to win RPG of the Year. Just cause. Just cause. <laughs> okay. Actually, I do have my own candidate for RPG of the Year. Yeah. What about um, Super which, Mario 3DS? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, which, of course, is, a, is an RPG. Well, you said Portal Two is Game of the Year. What about Super Mario 3DS? No. <laughs> Just no, no. Just no. Portal Two, Awkward. game of the year. Go if you haven't bought it, go buy it right now. Go finish it, then go play co-op. Do it, mm-hmm. do it. Go do it. Um, and also, I've also been playing my probable candidate for RPG of the year, um, which you can see in the uh, staff review blogs forum. Which would be uh, the second game in the Super Robot Wars Z series on the PSP. So yeah. Okay. I think I'm done. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's that's that, that's Space, fine. basically a game of the year and RPG of the year basically just crashed into each other into the uh, into the in the same week. Wait, what was the, oh, the wait? The RPG of the year is Super Robot Wars. Yeah. No. Oh, you're a yes. failure. You're a failure and embarrassment. Oh, shush, Chris. You just don't have an appreciation for fun games. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see what's the chat room got for us. Do you like Chrono Trigger? No one's played Radiant Historia? Question mark. Insert Kirby here. What? I don't think, I don't think Radiant <laughs> Historia has come out here yet. Some weird stuff in our chat room. If you'd like to join our chat room, you can come watch it at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, every week on Saturday morning. It's at rpgamer.com slash live. You can send us feedback, send us voicemail segments, um, or just send an MP3 file in at m- podcast at rpgamer.com. Send us an email or MP3 file there. We'll play it on the show like you heard from Legendary Zoltan earlier with his wonderful segment about how to pronounce Gunganir. Um, and you have also you an opportunity that, to go 608-729-4098. Leave us a voicemail. That's 608-729-4098. Call now. 608-729-4098. Six to eight weeks for delivery. Chris, so, Chris, this is not an infomercial. Uh, it should Stop be. It. it should be. Um, Are you sick and tired of those old podcasts cluttering up your iPod? Throw them away. <laughs> That's right. Darn it. Uh, How do I listen to this podcast about technology? Ugh. Uh, we, what we really need is an infomercial advertising the Colostawi. Yes, the Colostawi. Um, we don't really have any good feedback options for you this week. Did we have any good discussion topics that people need to chime in on? So uh, so. Let me see. Let me see. Let me well, I'm sure oh, whatever we suggest. I'm, I was going to say, I'm sure whatever we suggest, I'm sure we can derail it into a Pokemon discussion. Hey, I like that. I was going to yeah. say, how does the PSN audit affected you? Uh, yeah. What did you do instead of playing PSN? During the great PSN outage of 11. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Most recent. Let's uh, plug some iTunes reviews. Here's something you can always do that we liked. Uh, March... Oh, we got some new ones? Great. Yeah, let's see. Uh, we got uh, from Ivar, from Ivan Chu, best podcast ever. Yes, Evar, or best game podcast ever. Uh, from Dude, no, but from Super Chicken Boy 95 uh, t- title is Dude, and it says... Uh, Bitchin' Righteousness, five-star review. Thank you, Super Ching Boy 95 Wait, and finally, You Americans are weird. You come up with stuff like Bitchin' Righteousness? That's what? right, dude. 
Dude, it's totes awesome. Um, Shadow4699 says, I love this podcast a lot. It's funny, except for Chris. Everyone except Chris is great, but I'll still rate this as a four, five out of five. Chris is dumb. Wow. <laughs> Don't you feel great, Shadow4699? I'm going to say Isn't this. the re- guy you wrote in hates you because you can't say the name right? I say this review is not helpful, is what I just said. That's, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Was this review helpful? Yes. No. No! Oh! <laughs> I canceled you out. I'm burned. Shadow and a f- bunch of numbers says I hate you, Chris, even though I just said his n- name right. <laughs> See, now it says I hate you. Well, screw you, Shadow. You can host the show. I love you, though. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. I think we're going to get out of here. That's all we got for this week. Uh, next week, uh, like I said, Dead Spore. Dead Spore. Dark Spore is coming out. <laughs> So let us know what you think about that in our podcast thread. You find that at board.rpgamer.com. And uh, also let us know what you would do with uh, what you did during your PSN outage. And I also want to hear who's excited about Bastion. That's a cool indie game that's coming out soon. And I'm really stoked for it. I want to hear who else is stoked for Bastion. All right. So I think that'll do it for this week. With that, I'm going to leave you all. And I've got some StarCraft to watch and some other fun stuff to do. So until next week, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Dale. Goodbye, Dale. Goodbye, now. Bye. Follow us on Twitter, even though we didn't give it to you. RP Gamer. Ryan Sun Tzu. Facebook page, too. Sabin1001. Quinn isn't on it. All right. We're out. <laughs>